0: Edited in Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Taproom Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, last. Joined with my man, Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. All right. How are we doing tonight? How you doing, man? Doing, I'm doing well. I'm enjoying
0: my weekend. All right. Getting that extra day in, so. That's good. Yeah, you know, I can't complain. Yeah, you love them for three day. Oh, weekends. Oh yeah, love them three day weekends. I got a I got a four day weekend next weekend. So oh shit, it's even beautiful, more beautiful. So hell yeah. What what's the occasion? Uh, going up to Napa. Going to get that wine on. Going to get that beer on. Okay. All it's right. Be, it's be Let's great. go, y'all on nfl opening weekend nfl opening weekend you got it that's why we're getting in those breweries in there too so there we go there we go yep gotta do it
1: nice man nice yeah how you doing man i'm doing good i'm doing good college football is back
0: yeah big day
1: games yesterday that was fun oh dude tons of fun and like uh you know irvin and i are gonna spend you know a whole show reacting to and recapping uh, the college football action been. But, dude, I got to say, a lot of dumb plays, which, you know, first of all, it's college, and second of and all, it's first the first week. week. Yeah. But, my God, dude, they, tonight's game, the FSU game, yeah. I mean, dude, there was so, like, LSU's special teams was atrocious. Yep. All right, they had a blocked uh, field goal, two of them, actually, an extra point, which never gets blocked. Yep. Two it blocked uh, field goals, and then two muff punts. That's bad. And then Florida State, Mike Norvell, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is a big season for Norvell, too, because he's on the hot seat. If Florida State doesn't get to a bowl game, he's definitely going to lose his job. And tonight, up 24-17, and you have the ball third and one with, like, a minute and 27 seconds, a minute 30 seconds, something like that to play. Kneel the fucking ball and take the field goal with, like, less than a minute. You go up 10, the game's over. It doesn't even matter yeah. if they score a touchdown at that point. Yeah. No, they try to run. They fumble the fucking football on the one. Florida State drives it into the end zone in, like, a minute and 40 seconds because uh, Florida State's playing prevent defense, which we always say prevent defense only prevents you from winning, and it literally almost cost Florida State the game. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. the fumble really almost cost them, but that prevent defense was I mean, atrocious. Uh, yeah. The game was on. Un- unbelievable game but it should have never come down to that dude yeah so i'm just i'm sounding off because obviously i had i had florida state uh plus four i also had them uh minus two live i also had a money line live so that hit but i almost had the four-way banger because i took them at halftime plus two all they had to do was kneel and take the field goal and i win all four bets ben four-way banger would have been mine but no mike norvell calls a running play on third down and one at the goal line what the fuck are we doing here? Why these coaches do they outthink themselves, <laughs> Ben? All the time. Gotta go big or go home, bro. Right. All the time oh, yeah. they do. Well, gotta I'm I'm all for go like going for fourth down and stuff in the, throughout the game. You know, instead of kicking field goals, because field goals, you know, you kick a ton of. You got to kick three field goals to make it worth a touchdown, basically. Right, because two field goals is only six points. That's still only one possession.
0: I'm so glad you know how to do math.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like the analytics makes sense yeah. to go for it on oh, fourth down instead of kicking a field goal. But in that situation, in where there's situation, under two yeah. minutes left, and you go, go up 10, ten, yeah, the game's That's over. The it would yeah. it would literally take an like it would already take them an absolute miracle, which happened to go down and score seven. But it would take an absolute like we're talking point zero 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 one percent chance that LSU has a chance to win that game. Yeah. Yeah. stupid shit but man i'm I'm glad to be here tonight uh i love our sunday night recaps um we got a lot to talk about tonight we got a great show on deck and yeah. we're drinking uh i know i seen your two beers earlier yeah i got two really good beers and i'm really excited about that i've never had okay. so i'm excited to be here ben excited to talk a lot of sports it's labor day weekend i get to sleep in tomorrow yeah it's uh, beautiful you know i get to sleep until 7:30 instead of 6:45 which is cool but <laughs> even that extra 45 minutes is huge <laughs> yeah. so is
0: huge. i'm
1: i'm excited man i'm i'm very excited for tonight's show and i'm i'm pumped up i'm fired up i'm ready to go hell yeah
0: so since our sunday night uh, shows are kind of focused around sports and beer you know, we got to say that tonight we are being sponsored by Tavour. Make sure to go to Tavour.com, download the Tavour app, use promo code TAPROOM when signing on and get $10 off your first purchase of $25 and more. But the reason why we do beer on our Sunday shows is because we really wanted to kind of push that notion of sitting at a brewery, sitting at a bar, drinking beer, talking sports. And that's kind of where we started with the basis of this podcast. And this is where we want to keep going with it, because what goes better with sports and beer and what goes better with beer than sports. Facts. So we, uh, you know, we want to support our local breweries, support our our local bottle shops, make sure that, uh, you know, everything really just supports those people who are making, you know, one of the best drinks on earth. So can't, uh, can't <laughs> deny that. So I'm uh, each week we're going to, you know, discuss two beers that we uh, we have on this show two beers, two alcoholic beverages last week. We were, uh, it was a little different. Um, yeah. but, uh, I've got two beers. I think Jordan, you've had one of these, um, you know, from this brewery, this is my time to, uh, my time to shine with it. And I got another one from the same brewery that I'm really stoked about. Um, and then, you know, you've got two beers that I don't think we've seen either on the show before. So, yep. uh,
1: tell us about your first one. Uh, so my first one is uh, a Almanac uh beer company and Casa Bruja brewing company, which I've never had before. Um this is a ghost ale aged in oak barrels with grapes, spices, and sea salt. Um so this is uh you know this one should be really good. Really oh, good. Yeah. That's the cover. Um That's good. what's I love, the percentage on it? Uh, just four point five. It's it's a yeah. light beer. But I, I love like you know, I love sours, obviously. Oops. And uh but I really love like barrel aged ghosts yeah. or sours. Like that's like my go to. Obviously I got like a couple of them right behind me. That yep. were like the two of the best I've ever had. Um so yeah, man, I'm excited for this one. I've i like I said, I've never had what is that Casa Brew before. never tried mm-hmm. it. So, you know, this is a beer with them in Almanac and I love Almanac beer company. Almanac's great, yeah. They make some awesome beers, so I'm excited to try this one. Um really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, last week
1: I had that cherry supernova from Almanac, which was Oh, that's right. You did tart. have that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. it was super tart.
0: So um all right, so I have a beer that I'm gonna start off with one that you've had. Um uh, this is from Revision Brewing Company. Both of my beers are gonna be from Revision today. Um and they are out of Reno, Nevada. And uh this is called Reno as fuck. So um, you know, it's uh it's one that we've seen kind of throughout Reno the AF. Yeah, no AF. Uh, (laughs) it's literally reno as fuck and uh you know reading about this beer it's actually pretty funny with the description that they give so it's an 8.4 percent double ipa um and it's a hazy hazy double ipa so it's going to be unfiltered here so embracing the no holes barred pure dirty clean crass culture of the greatest place in the world this beer is a reflection of the city it was born in it's real down to earth and unfiltered you don't buy this beer you earned this beer. Ooh. This beer is Reno as fuck. Um, so <laughs> I'm excited about this one. You've had this before. Um, I, have. I have not. So, you know, 8.4, we're going big. We're going to start big and then uh, move on to, to another, you know, great one
1: from revision. So hell yeah, man. I'm looking forward better. to it. Very yep. much looking forward to it and very much looking forward to this show. Um, so we got a few things to talk about on today's show, but 1st and like I said, we're we're not gonna talk a lot of college football because you know, Irving and I are gonna spend a whole show on it tomorrow, so make sure to tune into that. Nine fifteen. And nobody PM wants Pacific. me nobody wants to listen to me talking college football. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Hey, I mean you you tuned into some games this weekend. You had you had action on some of them. I did. So I did. You know, and I'm sorry for giving you uh USF plus eleven and a half. That was uh that happens? You know, I was telling you, you know, one of the best handicappers in college football that I follow, uh, came to find out he, uh, he too, was on USF 11 plus, a half, plus 11 and a half. And I was like, yeah. I felt really confident at that point. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is good. They started in the hole really fast. It is nothing, <laughs> really yeah, quick. went down quick. Uh, so, you know, and then they, they actually looked good in the second half, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, things didn't work out their way. And then BYU, enough, yeah. BYU for some reason, kicked an on-site kick. With like two yep. minutes to go. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, there's a lot of crazy Major League Baseball this weekend, too, man. So, yep. you know, the Mets, they go up to, uh, they take two out of three against the Dodgers, flying high on um, their at home against the yep. Nationals. And they lose two of three against the Nationals. Plus, Max Scherzer leaves his start on Saturday. Uh, and he says it's due to left side soreness and it's precautionary yeah. because he has had like an oblique strain there before. yeah I mean, I I want to touch on the the Mets first and foremost because you know now it's only a one one game lead in the NL East between them yeah. and the Braves. So, you know, what's your thoughts on on the Mets here and kind of how the NL East could shake out?
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh you know, to be honest with the way that the schedules are coming you know, coming down to the wire here, I wouldn't be surprised if the Mets did lose that top seed in, um, you know, in, in the NL East, Um, you know, we talked about this is this is uncharted territory for the Mets being a division winner um, being at the top of the, the conference. I mean, or I guess the league, um, you know, it's definitely something that's that's new to them. I know they're not the number one team um, in the NL, but yeah, this is the it's been so long since the Mets have been a top team, top of the division, um, and they don't know what to do with themselves right now. I mean, they've been saying it for weeks. Like, <laughs> when are they going to implode? Because they're going to implode. And, you know, if it's not now, it's going to be in the first round of the playoffs. And it's starting. I mean, two big losses to Washington. I mean, we're talking 7-1 losses and, you know, back to back
1: that's embarrassing. Well, even like, uh, you know, Scherzer, even before he got hurt, you know, when he came back, he was like great his first two starts, but he's kind of like, he's been, uh, What's it? what what should I say? He's like been more average, you know? He hasn't been like that dominant Scherzer either. So it's like, now he goes out with an injury, and he could downplay it all he wants, dude. Like, you don't leave a start if it's like not serious. And maybe it is a little precautionary, but... The injury history is there with the oblique. He's already been on the IL once this once this year, and then last year he really struggled, you know, in the playoffs because he had fatigue. I mean, he he missed a start in the Braves series yeah. because he had arm fatigue, and he's saying it's left side fatigue now. That could literally just be a sense of like, hey. Like I don't want to scare anyone, but this could be a serious thing. So it's something we have to monitor going forward for the Mets. You know what I mean? And like, like you said, dude, their their lineup hasn't been that great either.
0: Yeah. Well, and with oblique strains, that's something that does can be pulled very quickly um, and could be a major problem, especially this late into the season. I mean, Mets are lucky that they do have, um, you know, they do have the next at least you know, week or two uh, is a, a pretty easy schedule. I mean, the Nationals um, were an easy schedule too. I mean, yeah, exactly. It, but that's really how they have to, it, we're really going to see what this Mets team is made up because they did come off that high with the winning series win against the Dodgers. But now to lose against the Nationals, if they lose the series to the, the Pirates, if they then lose the series to the Marlins after that, or the Cubs, like this could be that time where, they just start to implode I mean we're seeing in the Yankees you know that New York what's (laughs) like what's going on in New York right now because that could very well happen to the Mets over these next two weeks
1: when they play the Cubs Marlins and Byers yep now great transition because I was going to ask you next about the Yankees and the way I was going to frame it is like you know two months ago if I told you or a month and a half ago if I were to tell you hey Ben Come September, the AL and the NL East are going to be within five games of division races. You Never. have been like, there's Yankees no chance. Yankees were up by dude,
0: what, 14 games like, at one point?
1: I think they were up by like 15 and a half at one point. <laughs> 15 and a half, 16. Yeah. And now their lead is down to five, dude. And yeah. it could have been down to three uh, mm-hmm. today if, if the Rays had won. And and honestly, I don't know if you watched the game, but I didn't. Uh, They had um, close. they had runners on second and third. Edwin Diaz was up in the bottom of the ninth. And I mean, this was clear as day a ball. It would have loaded the bases, mm. um, but they called it a strike. Ended the game. Shouldn't have been that close. Like, dude, this, this was an absolute ball. Yeah. When the umpire scorecard comes out tomorrow, we will all, it's going to be the number one missed call. Yeah. And I mean, dude, this is like the Yankees. I don't mean, I don't want to get conspiracy theory or anything, but dude, the Yankees against the A's when Caprillion was on the mound Mm. There was a, a called three strike on I, I, Isaiah kiner Falefa, and the umpire called it a ball, and it totally changed the out. That was the game where they they scored like uh, sixteen runs or whatever. Mm. But at that point, it was a zero zero game, yeah, and that would have been uh, two outs in the inning, and it would have only been a runner on second instead. He goes to second, next play, fucking home run three run, home run. I mean it just it changed everything. And then they lose two more. Like imagine if they got swept by the A's, like where we would be now. But I don't mean to get totally off track, but I mean the Yankees are are it's a team Ben that like everybody's been so high on and I've kind of been like and you you know because you're on the show with me. I'm like, dude, I don't I just don't see it. Like I don't see a World Series caliber team yeah, Aaron Judges having a great year. Yeah, but aside, aside from he Judge...
0: Today. He hit his 53rd home run. Like, it's... Uh, but yeah, I completely agree where you were going on that. Aside from Judge, who else is doing anything offensively?
1: But, I mean, they were they were crushing the ball in the beginning of the year. Stanton, yeah. Donaldson, like, all those guys. But we knew they weren't going to sustain that. Yeah. You know, it was like, yeah. at some point, they're going to come down to earth, and, like, it all just came crashing down, along yeah. with their pitching staff, along with injuries, because they were also really healthy through the first half of the season.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's uh, it's a locker room issue? When I mean, we saw the mm. whole thing with Donaldson halfway through the year, and it somewhat was that same time when Donaldson, you know, did make those comments to um, uh, what's his name.
1: Um, I don't know if it's a locker you, room is issue. Is that related? But you you got to remember, like winning cures all, right? Oh, absolutely. And when you're losing, everything's like magnified. Yeah, and. I mean, I think this roster construction was flawed to begin with. And yes, their bullpen was like excellent when healthy. but Their starters were excellent when healthy. Nestor Cortez, we'll Jameson Tyon, those guys weren't going to continue doing what they were yeah, doing but in they, the first half. When they were healthy and their arms were well, kicking, you, Yeah, I could say that great. about a lot of guys when they're, yeah. you know what I mean? That's part of the... That's part of the one sixty two grind, dude. Is like you yeah. got to have organizational depth, and you have to be yeah. able to sustain injuries. But then at the trade deadline, you trade Jordan Montgomery. And I mean, he's been fucking phenomenal for the, for yep. the Cardinals, dude. Yep. Like I'm pretty sure every time he pitches, Yankees fans are just like, "Why did we trade this guy?" You yep. know, you bring in Frankie Montas who has struggled. He yep. pitched well today, but he's he's struggled since he's been a Yankee. And that's, that's kind of what New York is. I mean, they trade Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo's playing well for the Dodgers. Like, yep. he's been a great pickup. They go out and get Ben Attendee. He's hurt, broken hand, out for the season. Yep, That doesn't help. And I, and he wasn't, it's not like he was swinging the bat great, anyways, yeah. since they got him. And that was why they got him, because he's a contact yeah. guy. Yeah. But I mean, the roster's flawed. I mean, I'm not going to say I've seen them, like, totally fall off, but, you know, I did take the race to win the division uh, yep. about a week and a half ago now. Um, and, and I wasn't expecting it to get within three games, four games yeah. today, 28 games left. And they still, still have, the they time. still have six against the Yankees. I think yeah six or four, four or six, one of those two.
0: Yeah. There's definitely still time. Let pull that up. See how many they have left, but it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a shit show on New York, oh, uh, it's on, you know, on, on both sides in the, you know, N L A and AL So it's uh let's see. Rays
1: one, two, three. Just three? Uh yeah, just three. I mean, if it's a three game series, a three game lead. Yep. That could change a lot. And I know the I know the Yankees play like the Rangers and the Pirates a few times, but it's like at this point they, they're not beating anyone, dude. They lost yeah. two they, they lost two out of four against the fucking A's, dude. <laughs> and, yeah. the, and the well, A's they got... couldn't even beat the Nationals. <laughs> Yeah, they got the Twins. They
0: got uh Twins and the Rays. They got the Red Sox, the Brewers, Red Sox again. They've got like seven against the Red Sox.
1: And the Red Sox are kind of playing a little pretty well right yeah. now, too. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no guarantee for the Yankees, man. Just because they have yeah. some teams we don't think are great, that's it. That's still, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they could lose this. Um. All right. Let's talk about some other futures. bets. Uh, well, let's talk about a little bit of the futures market because the, the NL Cy Young I think has gotten a little bit interesting, and that's because you know Sandy Alcan Alcantara. Um, in the second half of the year, he's a three point nine six ERA, three point nine eight FIP, three point seven six xFIP, fifty two and one thirds innings, twenty three earned, dude, and he's been knocked yeah. around a couple times by some by the Braves and the Dodgers. Um, yeah. Two of them. And then we've seen Corbin Burns too, who was second in the betting market. You know, he's, dropped. he's He's been terrible. Yeah. Uh, second half of the year, 501 ERA, 4.21 FIP, 3.58 XFIP, 28 earned runs in 50 innings. So I think that they're, you know, right now, this was, as of today, Sandy Alcantara minus 400 to mm-hmm. win the Cy Young. But I don't think that it's as much of a lock as minus 400 has been. I do think that there is some value in here in the Cy Young market. Like, what's what's your thoughts? Do you agree? Uh, I just don't know if
0: there's enough time left because you think about it, you know, we're probably going to see, what, three more starts, four more starts out of each pitcher. Yeah. Um, And can you get a pitcher who who's actually going to go out and just, I mean, rake is not the best word in that. You know, in that sense, but just destroy in each of those four games that that's remaining. And I don't know if we can see we can see an Alcantara drop off as well as another one of these pitchers, whether it's Max Freed, Urias, you know, Gonsolin, you know, Gonsolin's really,
1: hurt, so you could basically take him yeah, out. take him out. Scherzer's hurt, like well, so this you really nah. Huh? I got it. I got an I got an angle to this Ben. I think you can put Max Freed in there, but nah. I got a better angle. No, I got a better angle. Zach Gallen plus eight thousand to win NL Cy Young, and here is why: he has gone forty-one and thirds innings pitched, allowing zero earned. This guy has only allowed three earned runs since the All Star break. .69 ERA, one point six FIP, two point six two xFIP, fifty-two innings pitched, only four earned, dude. Zero earned in his last 41 and a third innings. Voters have recency bias for sure, dude. Yeah. And if he continues that, like, what if he gets to, like, 60 innings pitched? No earned, dude.
0: Yeah, but being on the Diamondbacks takes so much away from that. Diamondbacks
1: are the third best team since the All-Star break. They have the third best record.
0: They're they're hopping up, but Arizona
1: is not that market. They're not really... Dude, I saw... I've watched... uh, I watched Felix Hernandez get a NL or AL Cy Young, and he he was like five and eleven on the year for a bad Mariners team. Yeah, there's there's an angle to this because baseball writers obviously as a writer you're like more narrative driven than anything. If a guy like Ben if he doesn't allow a run for the rest of the year, like how could you not give a guy who went literally the entire second half of the year with only allowing four runs, dude? Yeah, I think there's 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 right. some value there dude well
0: and, and it's definitely definitely good value you're absolutely right it's good value there you put a hundred down you're winning eight thousand yeah. so there's some you know value, that's something dude you know you know ten bucks wins you at eight hundred
2: mm-hmm. so
0: i mean it, it you at least put a you know a chunk of change on there you know yep. you lose ten bucks you lose lose ten bucks there um you know, but the potential for winning that is incredible.
1: But I mean, like, the, is Sandy yeah, the, really like a his, lock? But, because if it is recency bias, like, dude, I mean, Sandy all the, the contra the, the NL Cy Young is supposed to be for the entire year, and you know, you know what I, how I feel about Sandy, yeah, the salmon. But he hasn't been good in the second half of the season. No, it really hasn't. He really hasn't. He was incredible, lights out the first half of the season. Yeah, like a really one point oh four ERA. On. And yeah. now he's over two. Like, it's yeah. you got to take that into consideration. I was actually going to say behind Gallon, who actually might have a better shot, but I do think that Gallon, if he continues the scoreless inning streak, I think that could benefit him. And at plus 800 or 8,000, I think that there's incredible value in this play. But I think Julio Uri is plus 900, is also a great play. Mm-hmm. Because in the second half of the season, first of all, in the first half of the season, he's fourth in the entire Major League Baseball in ERA. Yeah. But in the second half, one point one ERA, two point eight eight uh, FIP, three point eight two xFIP, forty nine innings pitched, six earned. Benny he hasn't lost a game.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think there could, you know, plus nine hundred. That's not bad yeah. either. Yeah. And there's a realistic chance. Plus, he plays for the Dodgers. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. Which could benefit him or hurt him, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Because some people could be like, oh, well, he plays for the Dodgers. Like, you know, he gets fucking nine runs of run support every day. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like that could be a, a a good play. Obviously, there's no value in taking on minus 400. Yeah. No, not at all. But I do like that Zach Allen and Julio Urias play. I do think that those are good. What about the NL or AL Cyon? What's your thoughts on there? Because uh Dylan Cease, you know, almost he was one out away from a no hitter on Saturday night, ended up, you know, pitching a complete game one hitter. Yeah. What's your what's your thoughts on uh on the AL Cyon? Do you think that there's any value outside of Verlander who's minus one fifty five right now? I
0: mean, I think you can still play, you know, play that Cease at plus one ten. I mean, he's been you know, he, he was uh, kind of under the radar pitcher at least for the first half of the season and he's just really continued that and he is the best thing out of you know out of Chicago there. So um you know I I think that that no hitter would have been uh it's such a big push for him to win that you know that Cy Young. But I mean with Verlander and Cease being so close, these last four starts could change it. And Verlander's hurt and Verlander's hurt. So, you know, seeing that he doesn't, you know, if Cease can can continue to, to pitch well, and let's see, who are, who are the White Sox playing? White Sox have a kind of,
1: series against the Mariners coming up. Yeah, but I think But that, he won't pitch in that series because he just pitched tonight. Yeah. I think they're... Uh, but, I mean, dude, there is a chance that the White Sox could win this division, dude. As crazy as that fucking sounds, mm-hmm. I mean, you know... Cleveland is playing some atrocious baseball right now. I mean, these dudes just cannot get right Ben. Yeah. They are they're slumping very bad. So he's
0: going to pitch against Oakland, he's going to pitch against the White Sox, or sorry, against the Tigers. He's going to pitch against the Tigers again. And then he's going to pitch against the Padres.
1: Yeah, and they're only two games out of the division lead.
0: Yeah. So I, I think you can still kind of put money on Cease. I mean, I should have put money on Cease months ago. and Dude, you, midway you, through you the called season. it, like, plus 600, dude. Yeah, and that would have been really nice. But, like, I think you can still, you know, go for Cease and knowing that he's going to have an easy, you know, four games to close out this, you know, this uh, It's crazy cause this, McC- this season. And if he makes – if they get to the playoffs, yeah. I, I'd almost
1: lock it as Cease. Yeah. I mean, they would it would definitely be up there. This is this market is crazy to me because Shane McClanahan was a betting favorite heading into All Star break. Yeah, I mean, he had like three bad starts in a row, and like the the odds like quickly shifted to Verlander as the yeah. favorite. I, I talked about narrative betting between be for writers um, mm-hmm. earlier, and I think that like that narrative of Justin Verlander is still like the best narrative for baseball writers. Who are the people that vote on this. Yeah. So it's like if he does manage to like make like a start or two and he still is like as dominant as he has been in this year, I think that he's absolutely going to win, regardless of what Dylan Cease does the rest of the year, regardless of what McClanahan does the rest of the year. I do think that it's only between those three though. I, I don't yeah. think anybody else has a has a chance. No. Um but that's the that's thing that's tough about voting awards, dude, is like you have to get in the mind of the people voting on the awards. Yeah. Because me and you could sit here and be like, hey, you know, Dylan Cease has been the best pitcher in the AL all year. I think we would both agree on that Yep, through so far this year. But it's the story. But, yeah, there's no story because he's not 40 years old in and, and doing it. You know what I mean? Like, he's not Verlander. Verlander has a lot of history with these writers, right? So. Yep. That's a that's a tough thing about voting futures like this, in my opinion. And if you can get some inside information, like if you find a baseball writer that has a vote, you know, hit him up on Twitter yeah. and be like, "Hey, where what way are you leaning, dude?" Because you know these guys all talk to each other, which is why it's a it's a tough market. And, and some books, don't even take action on on Cy Young winners for that very reason. Yeah, and they'll probably close the market. They'll probably close the all all books will probably close this like two weeks left in the season. Yeah. You won't be able to bet it. So if you want to bet it, now is the time, especially a guy like Zach Gallen, especially a Julio Urias, especially a Dylan Cease, because if Verlander's out any longer, if he doesn't pitch again for the rest of the year, this is basically Dylan Cease's uh, award to lose, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right, before we get to our uh, the playoff races, uh-huh. I got to mention uh, Albert Pujols, 695 home runs. Ben, the countdown to 700. Uh-huh. Is he going to get there? Oh uh, man, he's. Uh, I hope so. Yes. I'm he's, go yes. He's fucking. There's got to be, dude.
0: There's got to be a bet on that. There's got to be some book who's who's got a special MLB bet. I'm I'm sure like my bookie at least has to have something on that. Yeah, some uh I don't know if any of, I don't know. I'm, if, just, I'm gonna check my bookie
1: right now. They they usually do those uh those special bets. But that would be uh some interesting odds to get in on because that's pretty, that's five home runs, dude. Five home runs in
0: 28 games. So one out of every four to four four and a half games. If he,
1: he can do it. If he faces lefties, dude. Yeah. I like the chances. If he gets 699, that's going to suck. Bro, if he gets 699, he's definitely coming back and playing next year. There's no way he's going to finish his career. at six ninety nine. I would hope so. I don't know. I don't know no. for a fact, but yeah, I would hope so, dude. You can't you can't
0: go out like that, Ben.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, agree with you. But I've also heard that it doesn't matter where he's
1: at. He's gonna. Yeah, I mean that's a rumor. Yeah, like, who knows, dude? Once because I mean he's not there. Like, what if he gets there? What if he gets to six ninety nine? You know, and he's just like, dude, I'm one away from seven hundred. Just go hit seven hundred next year and retire. Yeah. All right, let's move over to the playoffs, Ben, because we've we do have a. Like we got some tight races. We got some very yeah. tight races. Um so obviously the Yankees have slipped in the uh in the standings. The Rays are, are right there. The Rays at this point are minus seven fifty to make the playoffs. So they're basically the market saying like they're basically guaranteed. So so are the the Mariners. Minus five thousand to make it. No is plus two thousand. Um but however they're only two games up on yeah. Toronto and only two and a half up on on Baltimore. So I honestly think there is and they were they're on a seven game win streak, so they're gonna lose some games. And they've gotten pretty fucking lucky in this seven game win streak too. Yeah. So I do think that there is some possibility like they could regress. I do think at plus two thousand it could be a play. I mean I don't know if, if if you really believe they're not gonna make the playoffs, but you know a couple bucks on there yeah, exactly. Could turn it's like out that. to something, you know what I mean? It's like but, that plus 8,000. Yeah, but I think Zach Allen is a way better opportunity. Yeah, winning that's the true. <laughs> uh, and then we got uh, the Cleveland Guardians, been 125 to make the playoffs. <laughs> yes, no plus 105. A week ago, they were like minus 325 to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, they've gone absolutely south, dude. 1-9 in nine in their last 10 games. They've just been atrocious, dude. Yeah. Like, they've been one of the worst baseball teams tonight, or the game. First of all, this game was delayed like five hours. They resume the game. They're down three to one. They come back, tie it three to three. They have an opportunity to win the game in the bottom of the 10th. They have runners on first and third, zero outs. Josh Naylor grounds into a fucking double play. You could basically write the rest of the story because the Guardians cannot hit with runners in scoring position right now, they can't hit at all. Like they're not hitting the ball. They are absolutely cold. The bottom of that lineup sucks so much, dude. Like it really does. After you get Stephen Kwan, uh, Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, sometimes Rosario, Jimenez, dude, the rest of that lineup sucks. Yep, they stink. Yep, and I put a future on them to win the AL. Yikes! I just can't believe tough times. I just can't believe it's
0: tied in the Central.
1: Can't yeah, out. and the Twins have been playing like so bad, dude. You it's know been what been I mean? Bad, like yeah. somehow they're right there.
0: Twins have been playing bad, and now the White Sox have life. bad, and they're they're two games behind. Like the Central is just trash compared to. I mean, well, I guess the East is just the, really the dominating, the the powerhouse of the AL. Yep. Um, you, you know, the AL West is. Got a couple teams here with the Astros and Mariners, but the Hale Central, I mean, if they were in, if any of those, these teams, the Guardians or the Twins being the top of the Central, they'd be second to last in the East and they'd be third in the West.
1: Yeah. It's just such trash division this year. (sighs) Well, we knew it was going to be one of the worst divisions in baseball.
0: I mean, we figured the Twins or the Sox would have a better record than they do right now, especially since they're playing the Royals, the Tigers, and the Guardians. It's yeah, but the, Roy- the
1: Royals have, like, some nice young talent, dude. And when you got young talent, like, this is the yeah, time they the where players. they, like, they upset people, dude. Yeah. That's why it's what you have to look for when you're, like, handicapping these games daily. Like, they got guys fighting for roster spots. Yeah, but, I mean, they're still 4-6 and six in the last 10. They're still not doing well. yeah. And, uh, and as those winning teams, like, these are the games that you need to take care of. Yep. The business you need to handle. And that's what a lot of them are not doing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these teams that are in, like, the Orioles, for example, they have the A's today. They won two in a row against them. They're going for the series sweep. Adrian Martinez is on the mound, who fucking sucks. Like, he's terrible. Like, he, I literally, every at-bat, he's like, oh, and he's like 2-0, and 3-0. He does, he's in hitter counts. In the Orioles, like, couldn't score. They had yeah. runners on second and third, no outs in the first inning, don't score a run. Yeah. I mean, as if you're the Orioles, you have to take advantage of that. Those are the games you have to win if you're going to be a playoff team. That hurts yeah. you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that hurts you. Now you're two and a half back, and you're going into a three-game series against the Blue Jays, who are the team ahead of you. Yeah. If you don't sweep that series, if you lose two or three, you're pushing yourself back.
0: Yeah. You know then I mean? you're three and a half games back, and three and a half. I, I don't know right now if three and a half is is doable. No, nah, there's still plenty of time,
1: but well, yeah, it makes I guess it tougher playing Toronto and Tampa a lot. It definitely yeah. makes it more difficult because yeah. yeah, you do play. I don't think they play Tampa at all the rest of the year. Baltimore, yeah. They if they do, it's only like three games. But they do play the the Blue Jays and then they only have 3 left against the Yankees. And I mean that 3 against the Yankees could very well be for the division too, dude. You never know like it could happen. So I don't know, like you drop a game like that, that's that's tough, dude. That's a tough one to swallow. I know in the locker room they they're talking about bouncing back tomorrow. That's tough. Yeah. Um you got 7 against the Blue Jays. Yeah, so that's huge, dude. They that's huge for the Blue Jays and the Orioles, like both those teams. Oh, no, they have
0: 10 more against the Blue Jays.
1: That could very well decide who makes the playoffs, dude. Yeah.
0: Last three games of the season are against the Blue Jays. Three before that, the Yankees.
1: Mm, I mean, I would love to play the Yankees right now because they're struggling, dude. Yeah. If I'm a team, that's the team I want to face. But, man, that's, that's tough for their... Still a bad loss for the Orioles. But having yeah, 10 is still still good because that's a team ahead of you. So if you take yep. if you take seven out of ten, six out of ten, you're looking pretty yep. good, dude. You're yep. looking very good. I and mean, obviously Seattle's not going to win every game, and, and Tampa, they've looked really good in the last two weeks, man. They I really mean. have. Yeah. Their pitching. Their pitching is incredible, but they cannot hit sometimes, dude. Yep. Which is an issue. It really is. All right, what about the National League? Is this one kind of sewed up? Do you think the Brewers have a chance? The Brewers just got swept by the Diamondbacks. Do the Diamondbacks have a chance? That might be a better question. <laughs> the Brewers did not get swept. Uh or they lost two out of three or three out of four, they, or whatever it was. Yeah. I
0: mean, the way the Diamondbacks are playing, they have a chance, um, especially with the way the Padres are playing. Um, Bro, facts. I don't I mean do they have a chance? No, they don't. But I mean mathematically it's still possible. Brewers I, I just don't see them as much as I want them to beat the Padres. I just don't see them having enough firepower offensively well, only, to get things done.
1: The only reason I ask Ben is because, you know, the Phillies are in that third spot. They go on a six-game road trip to the West Coast, and they face the Diamondbacks and the Giants, and they fucking win one game yeah. out of those six. They go one in five. I mean, that's bad. Talk about not taking advantage of opportunities. Yeah. Like, the Giants haven't been able to beat anybody the last, since the All-Star. They have, like, the worst record since the All-Star break. I'm pretty sure Close they do to. have the worst record. Close to, but yeah. no, not the worst. They suck, dude. Lamont been second. Lamont Way Jr. today, he literally got his third hit in the last two years off a left-handed pitcher. His third hit, dude. But they won. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's how bad the Phillies yeah. are right now. Like you gave up a hit to a dude that literally cannot hit left-handed pitching. He has he's like point two zero against left-handers. Yeah, he sucks against lefties, and you gave up a hit. Yeah. See both of these
0: teams have tough schedules going forward San Diego and Milwaukee. So it's, I mean, it's going to be a race down the line here. Cause I mean, San Diego has got seven against Arizona. They've got six against LA. Mm-hmm. They've got two against Seattle, three against St. Louis. And the Padres cannot be LA dude. Three against San Francisco, three against Chicago and three against Colorado. And then you go over to Milwaukee and they've got three against Colorado Two against San Francisco, two against St. Louis, the Reds, they have seven. Then they play three against the Yankees, three against the Mets. I'm oh, sorry, four against St. Louis, not two. Four against Miami and three against Arizona. I mean, looking at these schedules, Milwaukee should outlast San Diego.
1: Yeah, I mean But it's s- gonna be close. The Padres can't pitch, dude. Like yeah. And it was like it was like tonight, Ben.
0: Well, the Padres can't hit either.
1: Oh, they they can, but they do have like their moments. Did where you they
0: can't. did you see what the, what the numbers were since the trade? Um, uh, Joey uh, Menensis, I think is. Oh, the Meninsis. dude, of the
1: yeah. I mean, he's raking, dude. Yeah, Th- three
0: fifty four versus uh, Soto's two fifty six. Menensis uh, has seven home runs versus three. 15 RBIs versus six. OPS of 1.011 compared to 840 True. and a war of 1.3 compared to Juan Soto's 0.9. Yeah, they
1: also take Soto long-term though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But
0: for, uh, you know, for the time being like what he's done in San Diego, it has not been pretty.
1: Yeah, no, he's been raking in um, the thing with San Diego though, is like, I was watching that game today the, against the Dodgers and they kept, they, had runners on first and second, no outs, they don't score. Then they have runners on second and third with one out, they don't score. And I was like, I even tweeted out, I was like, dude, you can't beat good teams like the Dodgers doing that, especially when you have dog shit pitching. And what happens the next inning? Clevenger Mm. gives up fucking four runs, dude. Yep. Yep. Like, you can't do that, dude. Like, you know you're not a good pitching team. You have to take opportunities with your offense. Like, your offense is supposed to be the best part of your team. Yeah. You went out. You got Juan Soto. You got Josh Bell. You get brain injury. Like your expectations are high. You have Absolutely. to be able to make the playoffs. Yeah, this team. Yeah. There's no. There's no way they don't make the playoffs. So Ben, there's a way. No, there's no chance. There is a way. What What is this way? There's. I dude, mean, it's it's Milwaukee,
0: and that's and the only. Seen, way. And it is
1: the Padres. Yeah, it's the
0: Padres, and it's Milwaukee. They both have tough schedules. It's going to be close. I mean, they're only a game and a half back right now, right? Uh, two games back. Two games. Two games back. But like, the Brewers
1: can't hit, dude.
0: The Brewers can't hit. And they can't pitch they all can. of
1: a sudden either. Yeah.
0: they're oh, Sorry, two and a half games back. But, I mean, that's.
1: Dude, if Corbin Burns continues pitching how he's pitching, though, the Brewers have zero chance. Because that's a true. dude that you rely on, that you look at on a schedule, and you're like, okay, we're going to get a W that day. And Padres you don't have that same Padre. confidence, dude. Yeah. Padre's gonna Padre, man. It can happen. They are, but as long as Blake Snell starts at home and at night, they'll be fine. Yeah. And you Darvish has been good. You Darvish has been solid. Like yeah. Aside from those two guys though, and Musgrove is good through the first five innings, but after that, Sayonara, dude, yeah. you better hope you have like a five nothing lead because he could blow that five nothing lead in a half inning. Yep. Yeah. But man, dude. I would be absolutely shocked, Ben, if the Padres don't make the playoffs. But let's move over to our uh, top five teams so we can take a quick break and then get into these N- NL, uh, NFL NFL futures. Sorry, yeah, um, with kickoff going on on Thursday. So, um, Ben, what's your top five teams look like this week?
0: All right, so we're gonna start with number five. Uh, not much movement here from last uh, last week. There's a little bit of change here, but uh, but we've we've got some. Uh, we got a pretty solid list of the top five. Number five is going to be the New York Mets, eighty-five and fifty on the year, three and three this week, five and five over the last ten. Um, you know, I just got to ask: like, is this it? Is this the implosion that I've been expecting? That we've all been expecting? Um, they did have that big series win against the Dodgers, but. Those two losses to uh, to the Nationals at 7-1 is really unexcusable. Damn, bro, you're dropping, um, the
1: Mets to <laughs> dropping the Mets to
0: fifth. Dropping the Mets to fifth all the way down to number five. Number four is going to be St. Louis, uh, 79-55. and um They've just been really rolling in in my eyes, really quietly through the NL right now. Six and one over the last week, eight and two over the last ten. Um, they're winning games big though, outscoring their opponents thirty six to sixteen this week. Um, three games over eight runs, five of their six games this week over five runs, and really scoring runs. Big offense is what you need going into the playoffs. So uh, they're going to be at number four right now. Number three, Atlanta. 84 and 51, 5 and 2 this week, 7 and 3 over the last 10. Um, Really easy schedule this this week with the Rockies and the Marlins. Excuse me. um, Absolutely shelled the Marlins, outscoring them 17 to 3 this series. Uh, They do travel to the AL West this week to take on the A's and the Mariners. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play in Seattle on Pacific Standard Time. And against a really hot Mariners team. We're nine and one right now. So uh over the last ten. So that's gonna be Ice Hawks are kinda a, hot too though. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be a make or break week for Atlanta here. So um number two, we're Chicago. gonna go with Houston. No, Atlanta is the team I was talking about right now.
1: Atlanta goes to uh the Mariners Oakland and
0: then Seattle. Yep. Damn. So yep. NL, A, sorry, AL West. They're going to destroy them. the A's, dude. They're going, they are going to destroy the A's. It's the Marlins it. <laughs> or them Mariners. I'm, I'm really questioning. So
1: oh, um, number kill two, the Mariners too.
0: We'll see. They're hot right now. Uh, number two, we're going to go with Houston, eighty-six and forty-eight, four and one over the last week, seven and three over the last ten. Uh, first overall in the AL is now on lock for the Astros in my eyes, um, which is great because they're going to need that home, uh, you know, home stadium. Kind of uh, playoff push, uh, 43 and 20 at home, 43 and 28 on the road. So it's going to be nice to have that uh, that home cooking for an extra eight games over their last 28, 18 at home, 10 on the road. So that's going to be really nice. They've got the Rangers, the Angels, the Tigers, the A's, and the D bags. Phillies and Baltimore is going to be uh, you know, mediocre teams. And then the Rays are going to be their toughest opponent going up so it's a good way to end the season um don't, don't
1: hate on then, don't hate on my uh don't hate on my diamondbacks dude yeah whatever team's hot huh what happened to your baltimore orioles huh that was, that's my real team dude
0: that's your real team i know i know i'm just giving you shit um all right then we're gonna have dodgers at number one uh three and three over the last week 91 and 41 over the season six and four of the last ten um, they actually lost a series which is fucking surprising to me And um, dropped two or three of the mets came back big over san diego to start the month um, i'm just wondering when they're going to go into autopilot mode and uh kind of let the foot off the gas because oh. it's going to be tricky to know when to restart things when to to you know stop things going into the playoffs and you know you you can oh.
1: always have a an upset I'm, I'm glad you brought that up I because that. I I felt like they kind of went into that mode on Friday against the Padres because they they actually rested Trey yeah. Turner and um, they rested uh, Freddie Freeman and I was like oh they're gonna start resting guys and then they lost that game that was their third mm-hmm. loss in a row and then next two days they started everybody and blew the yeah. top tops off but I do think that there was talk amongst that locker room or or within the organization like hey let's take this time to rest them guys We're 18 games up. Like there's no literally there's only 28 games. Like it would take a talk about a miracle, dude. They probably have like yeah. a 0.000000001% chance of not winning the division. Yeah. So there might've been some talk of like, Hey, like let's give these guys some time off. But then I'm, I bet the guys were like, Hey, like we don't want to take time off right now because we don't want to get out of rhythm, yeah. you know? So we kind of saw that turn around, but it is interesting to look forward. Like, to take note on moving forward, Ben, because yeah. that's a great point of autopilot. I just don't think it's like in there. I don't think they're wired like that. Like, yeah. Mookie Betts was mic'd up to that tonight on ESPN Sunday night baseball. And he like kind of mentioned it too. like, you know, we, we just want to keep going and keep doing our job and, and just keep the rhythm going and stuff. So yeah. it is interesting to look forward to. Do you think there's any chance that they have like one ten on their mind? No, I don't think they care.
0: Dude. I think they care about winning a non-Mickey uh, World Series.
1: Oh, God, here we go. Here we go with the Mickey Mouse shit, bro. I, I mean, dude, I, if you're a player, though, don't you kind of have that on your mind? Like, hey, like we have a chance to do something that's like historical. No, I don't think they care.
0: I mean, yes, I, I'm sure it's in the back of their mind. I'm sure that would be great if they do it, but... They don't care about that. They want to win the World Series.
1: It's true. I mean, that's all that they want. Dave they Dave Roberts did go on Dan Patrick Show in March and say that they were going to yeah. win the World Series and he guaranteed it. So, yeah, we'll see. That's all they care about. All right, my uh, my top five teams this week. I got the Cardinals number five um, at seventy four and fifty five. I mean, they've so they're going to win the, NL, the uh, NL Central at this point. There's like yeah. no chance the Brewers are going to catch them. They're almost like. What are they, six and a half up, seven up right now, Ben? Uh, Something like that. Yeah. They're way too far up there. Number four, I got the Astros at 85 and 48. <clears throat> I'm not ready to put them higher right now because they do have the injury to Justin Verlander. And they have they have kind of, like, stumbled lately. So I need to see some consistency out of them. I need to see um, Jordan Alvarez get back to normal. I need to see. I need to see it. I need to see it before I believe it. Uh, number three, I got the Mets still at eighty-five and fifty. They took two or three of the from the Dodgers, but I do agree losing two or three to the Nats is terrible, dude. Like that did not look good. And then Scherzer leaves his start. I already have a lot of questions about this team, and only being a game up on the team I got at number two is interesting. And I got the Braves number two at eighty-three and fifty-one. Reason being, so I've said all year, the Braves are a better team than the Mets from top to bottom. And, and I do believe the Braves are still going to win this division. And, uh, the, you know, the Mets are going to have to play from the wild card and hopefully Scherzer is healthy because, you know, outside of DeGrom and Scherzer, their starting pitching is very up and down. It's very beatable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then number one, I got the Dodgers, 92-41. and 41. Best, best team in baseball. I don't think there's any debate from anybody that watches this sport. They have the yeah. most wins. Uh, they just – Guys get hurt, and they just plug guys in and just find a way to win, dude. It's just yeah. it's incredible at this point, dude. You know what I mean? And her, Urias is definitely a Cy Young contender. I still I still have questions about the rotation heading into the playoffs, though. I do think that it could be a major issue, Ben. Um, so it's something to to look forward to. But, I mean, as far as regular season baseball goes, there's nobody better than the Dodgers right now. So yeah, absolutely let's fix an error. Uh, Cardinals eight and a half up. Eight and a half up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that division is is absolutely Locked. over. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break right here. Uh, we're gonna get back into it. We got a, we got some NFL futures to talk about, yeah. um, and then we're gonna get some best bets, and then we're gonna get out of here. So hang tight on this Labor Day weekend. We will be right back. Yes, sir. <laughs> We're sticking with us we are back with some more beer with some more sports we got some nfl futures on deck but before we get to that we got to get to the second beers ben
0: yeah it's the second beer of the night what are you doing
1: i'm drinking this uh beer zombie dream rule number 10 don't swing low okay so it's part of the series but uh this is a sour ale with Burley Oak Brewing Company, with uh, strawberry, coconut, lemon, and lactose coming in at four point eight percent, so it's pretty. Uh, you can't drink that. Yeah, you can't drink it. But yep. I'm, I, you know me, I hate fucking coconut. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see how this one goes. But you always buy the beers with coconut, <laughs> yeah? Because I don't read what's in it before I buy it, dude. I just buy yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it might be less.
0: something to start doing.
1: But I mean, like some some beers with like a little bit of coconut, like. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't like overwhelm the palate with coconut. But then there's somewhere it's like, all you fucking taste is coconut. And that shit is fucking gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we... a, I'm not a big coconut guy. Yeah, Sorry. Sue me. <laughs> We're suing you. All right. So uh, my second
0: beer of the night this is going to be from Revision as well. Again, Revision is out of Reno, Nevada. Um, This is going to be a New England hazy IPA. Um, so this is only a single IPA, which is nice. Not that double. Um, so this one is coming in at 6.5%. Definitely feeling that 8.4. Um, but this <laughs> instead of Reno is fuck, this is Vegas. Jeez. as fuck. So <laughs> this is the first time I, uh, I've seen this one. So I was really stoked to, uh, to get it and really change the beer of what I was having tonight when, uh, you know, when I saw this one at the store. So I anyway, knew I had to buy it, had to go into this and this is, uh, You know, uh, again, I got to read their, uh, you know, the side of the can, their description of it. So bridging our love for Nevada from one end of the state to the other, this hazy IPA is brewed with mosaic, galaxy, and Vic secret. So you're going to get really like tropical, um, you know, tropical taste from this hops. uh, For a blend of melon and pineapple notes and a waft of lupin reminiscent uh, of a dispensary. Malted and flake oats at a simple smooth texture while the hops provide heaps of flavor and a gentle hop bite. Whether you're drawn to the neon glow, beautiful sunsets, desert heat, or arid adventures, we'll think you'll agree this beer is Vegas
1: as fuck. Vegas AF, baby. It's not Vegas as fuck unless it puts you on your fucking ass, dude. Well, that 8.4, that Reno as fuck. Because everybody everybody comes to Vegas saying... Vegas ain't ready for us. Like, oh, yeah. you know, Vegas hasn't seen fucking six blonde girls ever before. But...
0: Yo, yeah, and three chats coming in and uh, rolling the
1: $5 tables. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Good stuff, though, man. I'm excited to hear about how that one is because the Reno's fuck was, was good, dude. I had that one before the Reno's fuck one. That one... We'll see what I think about it later. Oh, this isn't sounding too good, Ben. It's not good. It's not bad. <laughs> hey, before we get to these NFL futures, I gotta ask: uh, Have you watched any of the Foo Fighters concert from Wembley last night?
0: I watched a couple of uh, a couple of the songs. Um, super sad, man. Like, it's, yeah, I love it.
1: It brings me back, but man, super sad. Bro, I was I was up till like, I think it was like 1 o'clock, watching the Hawaii game last night. Yep and i had the hawaii game on mute and i was like watching the so i was kind of like paying te- paying attention to the hawaii game and, and yeah. listening to the Foo fires concert but yeah man that shit yeah. was uh that shit was yeah, very hard
0: fucking crying up
1: there is an incredible performance so
0: yeah oh yeah
1: incredible. absolutely and getting um taylor jenkins son up there too mm-hmm. to play or taylor hawkins sorry um, to get his son to play my, uh, my hero. Awesome, yep. dude. That shit was awesome. If you guys are Foo Fighter fans, you can literally go to uh, Paramount Plus and you can watch the whole thing if you have Paramount Plus. You can also watch basically on every... On YouTube. Yeah, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube as well. Yeah. yeah. um, But if you go to Paramount Plus, they probably get money for it. <laughs> so, give them money we for it. put the it. whole thing
0: up on our YouTube and finally get our... I'll take that shit down quick.
1: Yeah. Plus, like you don't want to take money out of their pockets. Like they're doing this for a benefit. You know what I mean. That's true. Um, but let's move Keep over the to the some website. NFL futures, Ben. So we got NFL kicking off on Thursday, and you know, like every year, we do it a little different. Like previous years, we had APR where we would kind of like go through the NFL. This year, we're not doing APR. We're doing it more strictly on the tap room platform. Um, so we got to get our we got to get our division picks out before the yep. season starts. Um, so we're going to start with the NFC East. So right now we got the Cowboys plus 150 to win the division. Eagles also plus 150 to win the division. The Washington Commies commanders plus 500 to win the division. And the Giants plus 750. Who do you got taking the NFC East here, Ben? Uh,
0: I mean, this is a uh, this is a tough one because I, I think they're, Vegas is completely right with the, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles on this one. Um, I, I think – both of these are 9-10 are to 10 win teams. I just don't know which one's going to be 9, which one's going to be 10. Um, I, I really like what the Eagles have done, and I think they're getting a year older is going to really help them push things kind of over the, the hump this year. Um, I'm going to give the Eagles the win here. They also have a little bit better of an ease of schedule um, kind of going uh, for this team that, that they do have a, a slightly easier – kind of road to winning this division with less teams from at least last year who have, uh you know, have have were over 500 on their, uh, on their season here. So I think Eagles have the most to gain um and they really have played that offense well. And Jalen hurts, man. He's like doubled in size since last year. And I think that's something that he needed was to bulk up a little bit and really push things forward um, with them. Like what they did at the draft. I think they can take it.
1: I, I, I get what you're going and The market tends to agree with you. However, I am going to take the Cowboys here. Yeah. It's, um, that's not a bad pick. Strictly because I don't know about Jalen Hurts, dude. Like, yeah. I still have a lot of questions about him. And last year, the Eagles got really lucky, dude. Like, they had seven games where they literally played backup quarterbacks. And on a couple of yeah. occasions, they played third-string quarterbacks. Yeah. And this is a team that, against winning teams last year, they didn't win a game. So I do question their ability to play from behind because they're going to have to play from behind against good teams, right? Yeah. So can they do that? I don't know. I do think that they have a great running game, and they do have what could possibly be a top-five defense, top-seven defense. Mm-hmm. So if they're playing from ahead, I do think that they're going to be a lot better. I just don't know if they're going to be able to play from ahead. Yeah. I do think people are overreacting to the Cowboys losing Amari Cooper and Tyron Smith goes down. But Tyron Smith is like at the back end of his career. I have to assume that the Cowboys were planning for his replacement. I do think losing Lionel Collins also kind of hurts. Their offensive line is a big question mark. Yeah. But – their defense, while it might not be as good as it was last year, I do expect Michael Parsons to be better. I do expect Jibril Cox to be better. I do expect that defensive line to still be able to withhold some of its dominance. Yeah, I don't love the pick, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. but like,
0: oh, absolutely. This is one of the divisions that I'm least confident in, to be honest, Yay. because there are two teams that I think can win this division. Uh, my mm. question with the Cowboys is: is that running game? Is Tony Pollard going to come out and, and run like he did last year? Is Zeke going to run better than he did last year? Well, I think Paul Pollard's going to end up
1: being me. the. I think he's going to end up being a lead back. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, NFL handicappers that I know, they're really high on on Zeke again this year, but they were high on yeah. Zeke last year and he yeah. ended up not being that good. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to put a lot of faith into, into, um, into Zeke. But like I said, I'm not confident in the pick, but for the show's sake, I'm going to take the cow Cowboys right. plus plus one fifty.
0: The thing that really gets me in this division is that the commanders are with the giants.
1: Well, yeah, they should that be the me. giants suck. Uh the commander's not very the good Giants either. The sucked but a lot more last year than they should have. The problem with the commanders, though, is, like, they have a ton of talent. Yeah. It's just putting we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Because last year, you know, we expected them to be one of the better defenses in the league. They underperformed for sure throughout <laughs> most of the year, and then Chase yeah. Young gets hurt. That's true. Chase Young comes back He's this year. He's forgetting
0: about that, that defense. Who's that second uh, linebacker there?
1: I mean, dude, they're, like, they're just they're loaded on deep the they have Chase along. Young and they who's the other one though. They have Payne, they got um Oh man, I can't even think off the top of my head of all the names, but he got hurt last year too. The defense they have they have talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I we'll see. Washington has a lot of outside shit going on. Yeah. I do think it plus five hundred, like I don't think it's great value because I do think that it's a long shot. Like if I were to get like plus one thousand, I would take it. But I, I would definitely take the Commanders over the Giants, dude. <laughs> the Giants stink. Mm-hmm. They're definitely gonna be the worst team, dude. Daniel Jones is still the quarterback of that team. Mm-hmm. And as bad as Carson Wentz may be, dude, he's still better say, than Carson Daniel Wentz Jones. Is, uh... He's still better than Daniel Jones. All right, so Ben, you're going. Uh, you're going Eagles. I'm going Cowboys for the NFC yep. East. Let's go to. Let's move over to the NFC South. Um, we got the Buccaneers minus two sixty three, Saints plus three twenty, Panthers plus eleven hundred, Falcons plus three thousand. What's your thoughts here?
0: I think we have to go Bucks. Um, it's not good value there. Um, if you're going to take a value bet, I think you take the Saints because of their defense. Um, but I just don't see, I don't see the Panthers, the Falcons, or the Saints, or, or coming up to the offense of the Bucks. I mean, the offensive line of the of the Bucks is still.
1: You know the big red flag Huge there. Mark. Um,
0: yeah, and but to me, that's pretty much it. They're still going to have a dominant yeah, defense. You want to
1: you want to offensive line with a red flag with a forty five year old quarterback.
0: It's true, but we've seen Tom Brady do amazing things. So not at forty five. Uh, yeah, at forty four though. So
1: with the great offensive line, <clears throat> this is the thing they about they did the Bucks. not have a great offensive line last year. They saw one of the better offensive lines. Uh, this is the thing about the books. There's a lot of shit going on with the books. There is. Tom Brady said it himself. He's 45. He's got a lot of shit going on. Yeah.
0: No. Some shit came out.
1: Too. Some shit came out from TMZ this week that Giselle has left the house because Tom Brady was supposed to retire this year, and she's like pretty upset. This this could be something, dude. This could be real. I mean, the guy did yeah. leave longer than expected, and he did say in his press conference, like, but it hey, he took he took thirteen days instead of eleven. Like, we
0: already knew this eleven days was still supposedly... been like
1: this isn't normal. Like, there's something going on here. I don't like the Bucks <sighs> at all. I took one one total future, and it was Bucks <sighs> under eleven and a half wins. I also took the all under nine and a half wins at plus two fifty because I think this team. Could be a lot worse than anticipated, dude. Because they, they lost a lot on defense. They lose and Sue. They lose a, a few pieces on that defense. I don't think their defense is going to be as good. Their offensive line is highly in question. They lose Gronk. I don't like the Bucks here, man. I like the Saints plus 320. If, if Jameis can stay healthy, they could very well win this division. And even the Panthers plus 1,100 could be a fucking shot in the dark. I mean, I know it's a long shot, but... You know, that defense last year was top five in the league in defense. They just were so bad offensively that it didn't even matter. Yeah, fucking Baker Mayfield going in. I mean, dude, he's looked better than Darnold did last year. And I mean, a big part of the Carolina Panthers problem last year was their offensive line. They addressed the offensive line this offseason. So I kinda like I kinda like the Saints plus three twenty and yeah. I would I would throw a little something on the Panthers there, dude, plus eleven hundred. Yeah. Think there could be I, something.
0: I mean, if there really is trouble in paradise, I'd say probably take the Saints at plus three twenty. You're not getting any value at Bucks minus two sixty.
1: Nah, zero. So yeah,
0: there's no you, way that you, they're You minus might as well take the Saints there at, at plus three twenty. Um
1: it's just a huge question mark in my eyes with Winston there. And But he was good when he was healthy last year. That's the only thing is is can he stay healthy? Yeah. That's the thing. That's a, That's what you're really betting on. But when you played last year, they were 5-0. and <laughs> They didn't lose a game. They beat the yeah. Packers. It's not like they beat scrub teams. Like, they were good. They beat the Bucs. Yeah, but wasn't it the first five games? They beat the Bucs and the Packers in those first five games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't take And the Bucks Saints got better this PC. year because they got Mike Thomas back and they got Chris Olave yeah. now. I forgot about Thomas, yeah. Yeah, I Love is it. going to be a good pick. He's coming out of Ohio, uh, Ohio right? Yep. So yep. Mike Thomas is from Ohio State too. So they got two Ohio State wide receivers right there. Yeah, yeah. So I think you can throw a little bit on that three twenty. I think that's the best way. But you're, are you taking Bucks to win? I'm still taking Bucks to win. Yeah. All right. Let's move over to the NFC West here, Ben. We got the Rams plus one twenty five, Niners plus one sixty two this is consensus by the way so you gotta like shop around uh cardinals plus 387 seahawks plus 2000 the interesting thing is cardinals have gone from like plus 500 a couple months ago to plus 387 consensus yeah what's your thoughts on this division
0: i'm still gonna go niners here um of course you are and uh, of course i am um because of of two factors here i think uh You know the re-signing of Jimmy G does give a little bit of a of a back a backbone. He's still going to be number two in my eyes, but if Trey Lance does suck, which I don't see happening, they do have that kind of backup, you know, backup QB there. And 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 to be honest, he's the best backup QB in the division. Um, You know, having Jimmy G back there, especially at six point five million. Uh, I think we're gonna get a little bit of the uh you know the that uh, Super Bowl hangover from the Rams. Um it's gonna be interesting to see if anything happens to uh Aaron Donald with his uh double helmet swing at the the uh you know the practice scrimmage. Yep. Um you know that's gonna be a, a big question mark, to see if he sits any any time. Um I, I do like the cards, but I think the Dominic uh Dominic uh, the um DeAndre Hopkins sitting for six games is a, a big hit for them going into in, into the season, and six games is substantial here. Um, so I do think that plus 162 for the, the Niners is a uh, a good bet there. I think I, Trey Lance is going to be good. What I saw of, of him in his few drives, he really has stepped up from
1: where he was last year. he looked year. like shit in the third preseason game. Yeah, that's
0: true. But, he again,
1: he still has this is, stepped up from where he was last year, so – I can't take the Niners because I don't know what Trey Lance is going to be. Best defense in the in – the, probably in the – Well, hold on. Here. I was going to get there. I'm, I'm still going to get there. Trey Lance is a huge question mark, though. We don't know how he's going to be. By all accounts, by reporters – I'm talking reporters that follow the team. That Trey Lance has been very inconsistent in camp. He's shown he inconsistencies in preseason games. Then Michael Lombardi goes on the Pat McAfee show last week. Michael Lombardi is former general manager of the Cleveland Browns. He used to work for the Patriots. He knows the Shanahan family very well. He said that Kyle Shanahan wanted Tom Brady, and that report came out earlier that Tom Brady was almost about to go to the Niners, and, or he wanted Mac Jones. Like, remember when when the Niners were seen at mm-hmm. the Alabama scouting Mac Jones, like that was his guy. The front office took Trey Lance. So there's disconnect in the front office. He also wants Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy knows the system can run his system and they can rely on that defense. Cause that defense is super bowl caliber defense. Absolutely. When healthy, yep. that defense is absolutely the best, one of the best defenses in football. And this roster is super bowl ready. So, if you're gonna bring in a rookie quarterback and he's basically a rookie because he only played two games last year, right? Yep. And you got to go through these learning curves with him. Like this is a roster that's ready to win now. Jimmy G's taken that team to two NFC championships and he's taken them to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We could we could sit here and talk all we want about Jimmy G and how he can't make the throws and this and yada 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 yada. The guy has gotten them to places, yep. and that cannot be debated. It's a proven fact. I think there's internal strife within this organization. I do think that that is is real. And I do think that it could cost the Niners. Plus the Niners are good and then they're bad and then they're good and then they're bad. That's their trend. I think I think
0: Trey Lance has a four to six game leash here. Because he like
1: four games. It's I, I think Kyle would do it, but I don't think the front office is gonna be like, yo, we just drafted this kid. In the first round, we give up fucking three first-round picks for him, dude. Like, you got to play him, bro. <laughs> yeah. You can't just fucking, we can't just cut bait, dude.
0: Well, I think, so So listen, up uh, for the reasons here, because you open with the Bears, then you go in, uh, and then you host Seattle. So those should be two wins there. Should be. Should. Should. Yep. Should. Then you go into the, you go into Denver. They're favored in Denver by three points. So really a six-point swing there we'll see if they can beat denver i think that's a big question mark and then game four is against the rams and they're even right now in in santa clara
1: yeah so that's I mean, where
0: I'm in that four but then they go and play the in uh, carolina against the panthers and then in atlanta so i can see him having that those two games as a you know if you don't if you aren't two and two or better going into the broncos and the the rams if you don't Go to four and two after the Panthers and the Falcons.
1: We're going to Chi against the Chiefs and then the Rams again. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, for that matter, though, I don't like the Niners at plus one sixty two. I also don't like the Rams at plus one twenty five. Yeah, I also don't really like the Cardinals at plus three eighty seven. I mean, this division's a total stay away for me because there's yeah. no chance the Seahawks win the fucking no. division. So no way, Andrew there's Long no value that there. Shit. But if I had to put money anywhere, I'd probably just lay it with the Cardinals, only for the simple fact that everybody's shit shit on them all off season, and like everyone's down on them, like everybody's down on them. When then when's the next Call of Duty come out, bro, dude? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, bro, Kyler is one of the most talented quarterbacks oh, yeah. in the in no, the league. Like Call of Duty, I'm just giving you on time. And and while uh. Hopkins is out for six games. That is huge. Yeah. I mean, Marquise Brown's there, and that was his favorite target at Oklahoma. So they're already they already have like a rapport. I also think Rondale Moore is a very fine wide receiver. I think so they got enough next step. I think they got enough talent there, um, and their offensive line is better. And that was a big weakness last year. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think the Cardinals, honestly, I think they're going to be all right. I think their defense is going to be better, too, because Zayvon Collins is a year in. Isaiah Simmons is a year in. Yeah. Um, yeah, they lose Chandler Jones, but to be honest, Chandler Jones was kind of... He didn't do much. Yeah, he was... After, aside from one game, he was basically trash yeah. the rest of the year. And then their their secondary is a question mark. I'm not going to lie, because, you know, uh, they, they get um, the kid from the Vikings. They sign him. He passes away. Yeah. So... Their secondary is a is a question mark. That's that's really the biggest question mark about this team, though. Yeah, everything else should be better. Carly, Kyler's gotten better every single year. Yeah, the team has gotten better. We've they've improved win total every single year. So, but you got to make sure he stays healthy. That's the big. That, thing. Yeah, you got to stay healthy, yeah. bro. He has to stay yeah. healthy. But I mean, yeah. for the value at plus three eighty seven, like I don't think there's a ton of value on the Niners with the question marks I have about the quarterback position. I also the Rams have been one of the healthiest teams in all of football for like the last five years, dude. Like at some point that's gonna regress. Plus the Aaron Donald shit, which you were talking about with the helmet banging. And you think he's gonna get suspended? I mean, he should, dude. That's he should. It's a bad look, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? So and and the um the arm injury for Stafford, bro. Yeah, that could be huge too. So and they talked about Stafford being hundred percent for game one, but I don't buy it. But hundred, he said yeah. he was dealing with it all of last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. so I don't like that, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Cardinals here, and it's not because I'm a Cardinals fan. Like I'm literally just sure for the plus three hundred. I'm not, I'm not laying no on one one sixty, one fifty with the Niners or the Rams, dude. Yeah. So give me the Cardinals for the value. All right, here's another interesting uh, division bin. We got the Packers or the NFC South. I'm sorry, we got NFC North. Yeah. <laughs> NFC North. We had the Packers minus 182 as the favorite, Vikings plus 265, Lions plus 924. This is all consensus, by the way. Um, Bears plus 1,400. So when I say consensus, like the Lions are basically anywhere between plus 900 and plus 1,000, depending on what book you go to. Yeah. Bears plus 1,400, they're anywhere from plus 1,200 to plus 2,000, depending on the book you go to. So yeah. If you like the Bears to win the division, you might as well go to points bet where they're plus 200 or plus 2000, 2000 yeah. and get some great value. Yeah. So it's just about finding the value here. So what do you like here, Ben?
0: This is a two man show for me. Um, I think between the Packers and the the Vikings um, on the betting side, I think the Vikings, you take that plus 265. Um on the the realistic side, I think you take the Packers at the minus one eighty two. I don't. It's not a good vig. You're not going to get you know any good value. You can get it at minus one fifty five at FanDuel, but even then, I probably wouldn't take it. Um, the the big question mark for me is you know what is Valdezianling going to do as your number one wide receiver? There, he's fast. He's not the number one. He is the number one. ah uh, Juju. It
1: is Juju. Yeah, they got Juju, Sky Moore. I mean, they're not going to have a number one. That's probably the yeah. best thing for them, to be honest. Yeah.
0: I think the speed of Valdez <laughs> Scanling is going to be that. The oh, you mean the Packers? Gonna,
1: yeah. No, nah, Valdez Scanling is in uh, KC. Packers got... Uh, oh,
0: that's right. That's right.
1: Alan Lazard.
0: Lazard. That's who, it yep. he's yeah. He's nice, though. He is good, but I don't think he's a true number one compared to all the other number Well, ones they
1: also drafted Romeo that. Dobbs. He's good, yep. and then Christian Watkins from uh, North Dakota State. They also brought it's in Sammy Watkins. Time. Yeah, it's going to take some time. I, d- I just don't think they have
0: the firepower like they did in these previous years. And you still think you've got one of the best quarterbacks, you know, calling the plays and, and throwing the ball there. So that's going to be good. AJ Dillon is a fun running back to watch. Um, so that's going to be a you know a big thing to see how much he takes a you know a, a bigger step this year. Um I just don't see the Vikings offense, you know, even though they probably have the best running back in the division, I don't think they're going to be going the distance that, you know, that they need to, to get to the playoffs here. So, I think yeah. Packers still take it. Not great odds, but I think think they take the division.
1: Yeah, well, I'm with you. Uh a lot of people are on the Vikings plus whatever they got it at. Yeah. I'm just I, everyone keeps, I think they're downplaying the Packers because they lose um, Devontae Adams. Yeah. But it's like, dude, that defense was elite last year, and they only got yeah. better. Yeah. And then, like, their running game, which is probably what they should have leaned on in the playoffs last year, which they didn't, that's going to be a strength of theirs, you know? And people, yeah. they talk about the offensive line, but it's like, dude, that offensive line was plug-and-play all last year, and they were, like, one of the best offensive lines in of football. Yeah. so it's like only can they're only a year better now. Yeah, I, I mean I like the Packers here minus one eighty two too. Like I'm not gonna bet it. Not enough yeah. value for me to take. A, to exactly to put on a futures bet, but I don't like any other team here. Like I think maybe throw if you could get plus one thousand on the Lions, but I'd want like plus two thousand on the Lions. Yeah, if I was taking the Bears, I would want like plus twenty five hundred. Like, I just don't think there's any value in any of these other teams to beat the Packers, dude. I still think the Packers are the best team, top to bottom yeah. in this division. So I'm with you. Taking the Packers. Taking Chalk. Choc. Chucky Chalky Chalk. All right, let's move over to the AFC uh band. We're gonna start with the AFC East. AFC East, okay. The AFC least. Uh well, actually it's not the least anymore. No, it's not. Um, but we got the Bills minus two thirty, dolphins plus four sixty two. It's done. You 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 already <sighs> said it. <laughs> the funny thing is is like the Patriots were the second betting favorite in this division. They've moved to third. People are Yeah, not very, high on very them. close. And, yeah. The Jets obviously I think it was a very dark long shot, but now I'm with you. I th- I think the Bills if you like the Bills to win this division, you probably get more value of betting their win total over eleven and a half. Mm-hmm. Um But I'm like I said early a couple weeks ago. Like I'm very down on the Dolphins. Like I don't think they're gonna be good at all. Yeah, not good at all. Are gonna but be I think the they're second gonna be team.
0: Right. I think they're gonna be the second team in this division. I think they're gonna finish over the Patriots. Really? Um, I think they they could push for a wild card position here, but I don't think they're gonna be even close to what the Bills can offer. Yeah, no, the
1: Bills are way too good. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, listen. But it, no, no value there. And the best you can get them at point set is is minus two fourteen. So you got to put two hundred fourteen
1: dollars down to win hundred. Honestly, the best play for that might be to take Josh Allen to win MVP. What's that sitting at? Probably like
0: plus three hundred. Uh, let's see.
1: Offensive Player of the Year? Not MVP. Because whoever wins MVP never wins Offensive Player of the Year. It's Offensive Player of the Year is usually always oh plus seven hundred. Yeah. So, that, honestly, that might be the best play because if the Bills win over 12 games and win their division, and they're the best team in football, which everyone's anticipating they are, yeah. Josh Allen's likely the MVP. Yeah. So, plus 700 is probably where you're going to get your best value. I was talking to somebody the other day. Let's move into the AFC West now because we both got the Bills. Yeah. Um, let's move into the AFC West because I was talking to somebody the other day about um, the Raiders' win total. Yeah. Yeah. And he was asking me, like, who'd you bet for win totals? I said, the only bet I made on win totals was the Bucks under 11.5. He said, I really like the Raiders over 8.5. And, and I was like, eh, there's not a ton of value, dude. Over 8.5 is like minus 130 now, minus 140. Mm-hmm. If you like the Raiders over 8.5, you might as well take them to win the division or take Derek Carr to win MVP. Because if the Raiders are as good as people think they're going to be, Derek Carr is going to be a huge Part of that, and you can get Derek Carr to win MVP like thirty to one. They have such a st- tough schedule, though. They um, do, yeah. they do. But Derek if you Carr, like MVP. them, it's it's about playing your value, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because if if the Raiders win the division, Derek Carr is going to win. He whoever wins, I mean, I shouldn't say whoever because the Chiefs are favorite. But if the Raiders win this division, they're fourth betting favorites. Derek Carr is. Likely, highly likely going to be the MVP. Oh, 100%. So if you can get Derek Carr at better odds and you can get the Raiders plus 650, just play Derek Carr. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who do you like in the AFC West, though?
0: I like the Chargers here. Um, I, I'm a big question mark on uh, Chargers at plus 225 here. Um, big question mark of what uh, what that offense in Kansas City is going to be without Tyreek Hill. Um, that's a it's a huge huge question mark with me i know they added um but the speed of the cheetah is is incredible here um and they're just getting a year older um so i think mahomes after last year's big question mark they, is only like
1: 25 years no, old. no i know
0: i know but after the way that he played in the beginning half of the the season last year versus how he played in the second half of the year it really is a what mahomes are you going to get uh are you going to get that one that's really focused and dedicated to you know that offense are you going to get an offensive line that's really focused and dedicated to, dedicated to winning those games are you going to get a defense that is set for winning those games well their defense got better that's a huge question mark to me on on where they're going to sit here what I do like is is the chargers getting a year older because they're getting a little bit more experience there um and they're, you know, over the – well, hopefully over the injury issues that they had at running back last year and, you know, are going to be pushing for, you know, a chance to to win this series, this uh, this uh, division. I think Herbert is the number two quarterback in the division, even with Russ coming in. Um, I agree. I think their, their wide receiver core is probably the best in the division. I think their running back core, when healthy, is probably tied – you know, for the best in this division, Um, if not the best. And and that defense was strong last year. So, I'm going to go with Chargers plus 2.
1: Defense couldn't couldn't stop the run last year, though. That's true. And they had Khalil Mack, but will he stop the run? I think they had Khalil Mack because, you know, this division got four of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know what I mean? So, you need to have a good pass rush. But, man, I know it's – I hate to take chalk again, but – Taking the Chiefs here, dude. I think people Chiefs, are it's Mahomes, yeah. I think people are underestimating the Chiefs, dude. Yeah. And I know that's like weird to say, but like I do think that they're undervalued here. Like last year they were like minus two fifty to win the If division. you can get plus odds on the Chiefs, I mean that is a good bet. Yeah. Anytime and the, that's a good bet. Their defense got better. Division, but their defense tough. got better, Ben. Like their defense is better. And yes, Mahomes did struggle in periods last year, but that's because a lot of Defenses were implementing, like, two very deep safeties against them. And I honestly think the best thing that could have happened to them was getting rid of Tyreek Hill. Because Tyreek Hill was a one-trick pony, bro. He yeah, was, but he was the best one-trick pony that there is. Yeah, but once they started, once teams started taking away those two deep safeties, it changed everything of what he the He went from a two did. touchdowns a game to a touchdown a game. I'm telling you, bro, like, this is good. They got... Juju Smith Schuster, who's like a possession type receiver, he's a very intelligent receiver who like finds spots in zones. That's huge. Um Kelsey might decline a little bit. Only one tight end in the history of football has ever had over a thousand yards at over thirty-two years old. That's Tony Gonzalez. So Kelsey could regress a little, but I like the uh Sky Moore from uh Western Michigan last year. Great, yep. great, great wide receiver. I like him. I do like what Kansas City is doing, dude. And I think that, like, we've always looked at Kansas City as, like, offense and everything. I think this year they're going to be a much more balanced team, dude. I think their defense is going to be a hell of a lot more improved, dude. I hope so. They need to They need to shore up that running game now. Yeah. Well, the thing is they don't run the ball. That's But that's a – Andy Reid doesn't like to run the ball. That was always yeah. his problem in Philadelphia, too. Mm. Like, last year against the Bengals – Bengals are dropping eight, and they're still trying to throw the ball. It's like, bro, just run the ball. Yeah. So we'll see. If, we'll see if they do that. All right, let's move to the AFC South. Uh, we got the Colts minus one thirty two, Ben Titans plus one eighty two, Jaguars plus seven hundred, Texans plus twenty five
0: hundred. Yeah, I'm taking chalk here. I think Colts are are the the team to beat here. Agreed.
1: Um,
0: Matt Ryan is such a you know a. a Even though he's old, I think he's a step up from Wentz and what he was doing last year. Um, That running game is on point. That defense is outstanding. Um, And I I just don't see the Titans
1: really making that push. I agree 100%. I think the Colts have one of the best defenses in the league. They have one of the best uh, running games in the league. They're not going to be asking Matt Ryan to be MVP Matt Ryan of 2015 uh twenty sixteen, whatever year that was. Which just what Atlanta was doing. So yeah. every year Atlanta was doing that. <clears throat> so I think I, I like the Colts, dude. I think I don't like taking chalk in this, but I don't see another team in this division winning. Yeah. You go to FanDuel, get them at minus one twenty five. You've got the best
0: best value there.
1: Yep. Agreed. All right, let's move over to the last division, the AFC North. Um, we got the Ravens who you know, a lot of people are expecting to bounce back after all those injuries last year. Plus 140, they're the favorite. Bengals plus 170. Browns plus 424, Ben. And then we got the Steelers plus 874. Do you have any do yeah. you think there's any value on anyone here? Uh,
0: man. I really want to take a take a shot in the dark and and go Steelers at plus 874 here I mean Um, dude
1: Mike Tomlin's never lost he's never had a losing season
0: yeah um I I mean you can get him at plus uh plus 1100 at Caesars um I think you throw a little bit of money there I think Travis Etienne or sorry not Travis Etienne um, um, Najee is going to have an outstanding year especially with a new QB who's not afraid to have you know the ball run um, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be great. I think Trubisky is going to be okay. Um, Kenny Pickett coming in at the end of the season, I think can you know really push this team in with you know even though he's got some small hands, but um, you know I think uh, I think the Steelers have have value there, and it's just a lot better than my other team that I'd go with the the bank holes again. Um, you know I think Burrow has yeah, plus one seventy. I think you might as well put a little bit down as, as well, um, but I think Burrow is. Probably the best throwing QB in this division. Um, Lamar is great at his evading. Lamar has to stay healthy. He has, but yeah, he has to stay healthy. Um, he has to poop at halftime every game. Um, and yeah, but I, I just think the, <laughs> Bengals, I think the Bengals' offense is just a little bit more dynamic in that they have the options to really push you know, the win in this division. So I I'd put a little bit on the Bengals.
1: I put a little bit on the Steelers. I like the Bengals. Um yeah. I think they shered up their their weakness, which was their offensive line. Yeah. Um they're only getting a year older, uh more experience and that's a young team and they already World went the to the Super Bowl. Beautiful. Normally there's like a Super Bowl hangover for the losers. However, I think this could be an exception to the rule because of how young they are. So I do like the Bengals plus 170. Um I think the Ravens are going to be better for sure, dude. Mm-hmm. I do, but we. I I have been saying since Lamar Jackson like had his MVP, I was like, there's no way he could su- sustain playing like this for like mm-hmm. five years, and it proved last year to be true. Yeah, and he's only a year older now with the injuries is
0: coming back healthy though, which is yeah. going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, but I mean he's a running back. Yeah, and they Lamar is the, the big be- issue. Yeah, Lamar is healthy. have to actually they, give Dobbins the ball. Lamar so. stays healthy. They probably win this division, and he's yeah. able to be Lamar Jackson. But if he can't do that, That's true. like, I got more faith in the Bengals. That's you know it. what I mean? I got more faith in the Bengals to win the division. So give me the Bengals plus 170. Agreed. Nice. I'm going to put out a graphic for all of our division picks here Sweet. this week before kickoff, so you guys can uh, – tap into that and hold us accountable for it
0: let's go y'all
1: but let's get some best bets for this week ben what do we got on the right. deck
0: yeah i just got one bet for the week um and uh this is a just this hurts this really hurts uh but we're going to go with the uh the la dodgers minus one and a half uh sitting at plus 100 against the giants Six um, zero against uh, the run line in LA this year against the Giants. Ten and three against the Giants this season, and they are on an eight game winning streak. Logan Webb is pitching on the uh, you know, on the hill for the Giants, but you've got Heaney or uh, who was the other? There's a it's, it's questionable either between Heaney or uh, Tyler Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, so um, either way, I, I still think the Dodgers win. Uh, with either of those pitchers on the hill one's got a lot of experience this year one has a uh, medi- mediocre amount of experience but they're both pitching very well um, under two era on the season so i just think the dodgers keep it rolling um as we talked a little bit earlier they uh they experimented with the uh resting of some players here and it didn't work so they're going to come out strong for the rest of the season so take dodgers minus a run and a half at plus 100
1: you're going to be making money though Nice. I got two best best bets for y'all on Monday. First one, we're going under 51.5 points in the Clemson-Georgia Tech game. Clemson has the best front seven in college, arguably. I personally think they do. And Georgia Tech is only returning five starters on offense. There is unknowns on Clemson's offense, which is why I like the under. DJ Ugolele was terrible last year. We could also see freshman Cade Klubinick, who is the top recruit in all of college football, to play some in this. Um, I also lean the minus 23 and a half, but it has moved from 19 and a half. So I don't want to get the worst number at 51 and a half. The under, even with the question marks with the offense, I know they're going to hold Georgia Tech under like 10 points. So give me the under 51 and a half here. And then I like the White Sox money line minus 105. Lance Lynn versus Marco Gonzalez. Lance Lynn in his last three starts, 18.2 innings pitch, three earned runs, a 220 batting average against, which is a 2.83 ERA. Marco Gonzalez has not been good this year against right handed batters. 281, 330, 451. And he sports a 4.93 fib. The White Sox are third versus left handed pitching in WRC the last two weeks. And they're number one in all of baseball over the course of the year. So, you mean the White Sox here, minus 105. Ever since Tony LaRusso went out, man, they've been, they found a little groove, Ben.
0: I mean,. I don't know if you can say that. They're four and six in the last
1: ten. Yeah, but since he left, they're three and two. <laughs> All right. That's winning baseball. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. That's so. winning baseball. And they haven't faced a lefty. This is the first lefty they're gonna face that's in that time that's true. Alright, I'll take it. I'll take it. I like I like the way you think there.
0: Alright, so let's uh let's go to our beers here. Uh um, to... yeah, that's yeah. Sometimes. Uh, let's go to our beers uh, We are going to be reviewing the two beers that we had uh, You know for the night So uh, let's start out with your two I'm excited to hear about that almanac
1: uh, The almanac was really good dude It was really puckery, sour Which I like um, I would definitely drink it again I would I could have sat here and drink six of them dude To be honest Because they were so good uh, So I'm going to give that one a 4.75 out of 5 The second one the beer zombie dream I'm gonna be honest. The first couple of sips I was like, this is really coconutty. But then as the, the beer started to go down, no, you, no. you got those other flavors out of it. There we go. It was a lot less coconut. So I, I really like this one. I, I couldn't see myself drinking like you know a few of these. Like it's not like a regular beer. Obviously it's like an expensive beer too, but you know. I like guess if, if you were to give me like a, a refrigerator full of this in, in the almanac, I'm probably gonna drink more of the almanac. So I'm gonna give this one like a four five out of five. So there four seven, five out of five, four five out of five. So we're going both over four five. Great beers, tonight. hell yeah. What do you think oh, of yeah. yours? Um so I had the
0: two from revision. Uh both of those again were out of Reno and Nevada here. Uh, the first was the Reno as fuck. Um, I'm going to give this one a 3.75 out of five. This was a very heavy beer, not only heavy with the alcohol percentage coming in at 8.4 percent, but yep. this was also a heavy beer in the yeastiness. Um, it was thick. It was like you were drinking, uh, you, you know, drinking a loaf of bread here. I know I, I use that uh, every time, but uh, it, it really was because it was so yeasty, um, and you got that that kind of bready taste to it. So yeah. it was just a little too much for me. So I'm going to go with the uh, 3.75 out of five. The Vegas is fucked this was a great beer. Um, this was the, uh, the new England style hazy IPA, and this was coming in at 6.5%. Um, and this was a beer that I would definitely drink again. It is a little bit, you know, yeasty in the sense that it is a new England style. It's a hazy, um, it is an unfiltered beer. So you are going to get that extra kind of thickness to it, but it wasn't something that really overpowered it. I did like the tropical flavors that you got out of the, uh, the citra and the mosaic hops, um, which really gave it a, a good, you know, uh, uh, hop forward taste to it. Um, it had a great mouthfeel, something that, uh, that you see really in, in wine is those legs. And you talk about those legs as you're drinking it, but also with the beer and you can see with every single sip that you take, the lines of the uh, of the where the head was so um you know this was a a very good beer um you know this is something that i would definitely drink again so i'm gonna give this one a 4.5 out of 5.
1: nice i like
0: it i am All right, so that was the podcast. Thank you, everybody out there, for listening to the sports and the beer aspect of this podcast. We definitely love that you're on uh, YouTube watching us live. Love that you're on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to our podcast. Make sure to continue us listen. Make sure to like. Make sure to follow. Eight um, percent. Make sure to subscribe. Yeah, we all uh, we all appreciate that. Um, we will be back tomorrow. Jordan and uh, uh, and and Irvin are going to be back talking ncaa football tomorrow then jordan will i will be back on tuesday to uh you know to discuss what's going on on tuesday and and going on for wednesday's game we'll be uh looking at a couple baseball games maybe that thursday night football game and uh really discussing what we're going to be thinking about moving forward in the nfl week make sure to uh subscribe and follow on all of our uh all of our social medias you can check out jordan at jordan rules csb you can check out the podcast which is taproom underscore sports you can go out to instagram uh, and subscribe to at taproom sports podcast anywhere you want to go check us out we also have our website www.taproomsportspodcast.com make sure to check us out for opening weekend this weekend we're going to be doing a lot of stuff uh maybe a couple giveaways and uh, really getting into this nfl season because football is back let's, let's go Let's do it. Love it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Bye.